Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast, Playoff Edition. That's right, y'all. Playoffs. And the birds are all up in it with Rock, Hoop, Q, and keeping it sexy, Al G. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast, playoff edition, y'all. We're going to the NFC finals, y'all, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're in it to win it, in it to win it. All right, Rock got another bottle. <laughs> yep. Hey, man, I'm high on excitement, man. I'm excited, man. Oh, y'all think it should I'm, be, man. It should be. You think I'm drunk now? You should have seen me uh, Saturday night, boy. <laughs> but anyway. He was so drunk his mohawk was leaning left. <laughs> the mohawk. It was. It was leaning pretty, yeah, yeah, to the left, to the left. (laughs) All right, y'all. I am joined today with my boy Q in the house. Q wasn't here last week. What's happening, Q? I've been out a couple of weeks, but uh, I heard I had a good fill-in with Caitlin and 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 um, (laughs) and and surprisingly, you guys are still on the airwaves. So I I guess everything went all right. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Right on schedule. <laughs> and Hoop's not here, everybody, but uh, we have Keeping It Sexy, Al John. Hey, man, the champs are here. It's just like Cassius Clay said, the champs are here. <laughs> the champs <laughs> here. <laughs> exactly, man. Just got one, one, more, one more team standing in our way, man. So. <laughs> So just got to stay focused. Indeed. I'm excited about one more home game. I want me some glory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You going to go? Uh, Depending on if I can get some people to go with me. You, you cheapskates better come on and pony up the money. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost us 300 300 to get a nosebleed. I already checked it out. Right. Oh, man. It ain't, it ain't worth going. I already sit in front of my TV. <laughs> get a better view. Right. <laughs> and then on nosebleeds. Well, Hoop's not here. I guess he's still hungover from the excitement, man, of the beatdown we put on the Seahawks. But uh, Oh, man, what a beatdown. <laughs> what a beatdown. But we're going to keep it rolling yeah. without him, man. But we we also going to have a special guest for you guys, and maybe he'll sit in for the show to take Hoop's place for a minute. Uh, but we're going to have... Uh, is, is it Caitlin? No, Caitlin's done <laughs> for full shows. <laughs> Oh, ouch. This is some this is much better, man. We're gonna have uh former the stuttering Atlanta. guy from California? <laughs> no, man. We're gonna have former Falcon uh and Pro Bowler uh O. V. McHaley on man. 
So Ovi, Ovi. yeah, bro, right. Ovi in the house, best, man. Best fullback, best fullback in Atlanta Falcon history. Exactly, man. Exactly. So when he's ready, he man, he's, actually the, he's, act, he's actually the only fullback I can name in Atlanta Falcons football history. <laughs> yeah, you better look, you better look out. Patrick, Patrick DeMarco on his tail. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we got, yeah, we got, we, we got a bloomer, but he's still got a ways to go before he gets to <laughs> Ovi's level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. So when Ovi's uh, Hey, we're, we're, we're Coleman and Freeman back there, you know. He hardly <laughs> touches the ball. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll check in with Ovi, man, a little bit. I know he's... Uh, He's a little busy right now, but he's going to call in or we'll call him when he's ready. So we'll just patch him in. Wait down on the check-in. Exactly. So uh, well, before we get into GB, GB and Ugly, what'd you guys think, man? What y'all do? Were you impressed, Q? I was extremely impressed. Extremely impressed. That offense looked great. The defense showed some signs, but the offense looked great, made up for any deficiencies on defense. Yeah, man. Yes, they did. All right, man. That's cool. That's cool. I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. I did too, man. I I, I saw it at a uh, at a sports bar. And as a matter of fact, man, uh, I got some sound clips from the bar that I was at, man. The sports bar. They were off the mm. hook in there. But uh, okay. I call it the sounds of the playoff game, Kirkwood edition. Mm. City was jumping Saturday, man. Not it just was. at that bar; it was all over the place. Oh, you yeah, know, I heard man. three streets were shut down downtown, man. Yeah. You would think we already won a Super Bowl? You would think, man. You would think so. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, they had this city rocking. Yeah. But yeah, man. It was a good day. Good day. Glad to be a Falcon. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. So, all right. Uh, hold on for a minute, fellas. <laughs> On hold once again. On hold again. <laughs> All right, I know, man. Just dog coming in here. Make sure. Hold on. Sonny, stop it. <laughs> no, like, let me in, man. See what you're talking about. <laughs> Rocking up dogs. Hey, I feel him. My, my dog thinks her last name is Stop It, too. Yeah. Well, my dogs are good, man. They just sit around, look at me. <laughs> they real good dogs, well behaved. And I got a, I got a four-year-old, 120-pound yellow lab, but she is, she just mm. likes to be loved on and rubbed on and everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's how one of mine is. And yeah, man. All right, guys, we'll go right into this, man. This victory we had over the Seahawks, uh, 36 to 20. And we're going over our good, the bad, and the ugly.
Now, G, what was your good? Oh, man, where do you start? <laughs> where do you start? I'm going I'm to I'm take it to the top, though, man. I'm going to take it to the, the game planning from the coaches, man. They playing out a good game, you know, jumped out, man. They Defense started kind of slow, but they settled down. But the coaches, man, had a game plan, and the team executed real well. And just overall good effort from everybody, you know, that I enjoy. Just a totally put together game. All right. What about you, Q? My good is, um, I think everybody forgot about the Legion of Boom. There, there, <laughs> there, there was no Legion of Boom on uh, Saturday. Yeah, man. That's right. They was MIA, you know, like I called it, man. They're not the same team. Exactly. I think this. Right. Yeah, ESPN said they thought it was officially over too. That was the last game of the Legion of Boom, or, or what's left of it. Indeed, man. Yeah, so, they are on a decline, man. They on a decline right now. All right. Well, I'm gonna be a little more specific, I guess, with my good. Uh, I'm gonna give my good to the coaching Kyle Shanahan and crew, man. The offense mm-hmm. that was friggin' masterful, man. What they did. You know, it was. It was. I was like, I was blown away, man. I was because when you sit back and you saw what was happening, especially in the second half, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that is friggin' brilliant. It really was because <laughs> he was spreading them out, man, and and just tiring that <laughs> defense out, and they didn't know where to go, who to cover, and he was just. I mean, and that's what's just so special about this team, man. That's why right. I'm not scared of who we play, man. I right. mean, every team that plays the Falcons is going to be worried about that when they watch these films. Yes. You know, so I think we'll sleep better than the next team. All right. Cool, cool, man. Q, do you have any bad of this game? Uh, My bad would probably be the slow start of the defense. You right. Know, yeah. It's a playoff game, man. I, I thought they were going to come out hitting and popping and, you know, trying to be their own version of the Legion of Boom and they got off yeah. to a slow start, but it was a good thing that, you know, Russell Wilson and that and that Seattle offense also got, got off to a slow start. So that kind of helped things and kept things from getting out of hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, once the defense settled down, man, they was into the game. Yeah. I think they was kind of still overhyped at the beginning, but they settled down, man. They, they came out and, you know, played defense like they usually do. Okay. Is that your bad, Al, or you have a different bad? Man, no, my different bad is special teams, man. Special teams. <laughs> right. That was ugly. Ugly, man. I mean, that's something they really got to tweak, man, this week. If yeah. anything they work on, man, need to be special teams up into the game. I hear you, man. <laughs> I hear you. And that, so that's that's my bad. All right. And you stole my ugly, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh all right, well my bad uh my bad is not it's not it's not a it's not a bad bad i mean it, it could be but i don't think it's going to be but uh just uh julio jones tweaking this that toe again man even though he came back out and played yeah. like a champ but that was i don't like hearing that that you know he keeps tweaking that thing so I, that's a little yeah. bad but not a real bad you know yeah that's not gonna heal like they say to be totally done with the season right yeah not if you can playing. just stay off of it if you can stay off of it this week come out and play on Sunday the good news is he's got two weeks right. so buy, that'll buy him some time alright cool. exactly definitely man definitely 
Well, uh, my ugly, man, I was going to say the same thing as Al said it for his bad, man. My ugly was uh, special teams, and I just piggyback off that yeah. and how they let uh, mm. Devin Hash to come back here <laughs> and prove a point, you know. Hell no! But yeah. uh, that wasn't a good look, man. But so, yeah, like you said, Al, they got to clean that up big time pronto. I tell you, my ugly is I'm going to piggyback off of that. That damn chump, Devin Hester, want to come over here for a whole year, <laughs> sit on the goddamn bench, and go to Seattle to decide he want a damn run. Hell no! You know, to me, that's ugly, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, after all this and, time, man. Didn't even he try to get on the field. He said he's retiring, too. It's the funny thing. I'm like, after that performance, dude, I'm like, your phone's going to be ringing off the hook this offseason. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's my ugly, man. That, that really pissed me off, man, for him to waste his time here. Right. You know, not even try to run, but get over there. He's all good. Yeah. So that's my ugly, Devin Hester. <laughs> you know what, Tuzo? Put it, in pers- put it in perspective. The same thing that Julio's dealing with is what sidelined Hester. So, you know, as much as we want to see Julio on the field, you know, it, it wouldn't be such a bad thing, you know, you know, get through these couple of games and then, you know, Julio just take, maybe take the whole summer off. No no training camps, no nothing. Just take the whole summer off to let that toe get right, or else you could be yeah. you could be seeing Julio Jones this time next season, or you know, this time you nah. know early next yeah. season. Ben and I'm sure, and I'm sure he will. I'm sure that's gonna be his main focus, man. Get back healthy for next season. So, and, and thank God they did that. Oh, sorry. Thank God they're doing the Pro Bowl different, so that that way you know these guys aren't trying to go to play in the Pro Bowl game after the Super Bowl. Yeah, just in time off, gonna heal him up real good once he's done playing. Q, do you have an ugly? I mean, y'all, y'all kind of stole all the uglies. You know, the my ugly was was you know Hester coming back and just running wild on on the special teams. Uh, mm. My other ugly was uh, Ryan Cameron. On, I saw a picture of him posing <laughs> with Future on the internet. Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan Cameron, oh. that that lazy eye and that beard is ugly. I got one more ugly. I think I know what it is. Have, <laughs> y'all haven't seen it. Off the blank in the locker room. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I saw his wife Shake, on the sideline. Shaking his thing. <laughs> he, was he dabbing? I heard there's a video of him dabbing going around. Oh, my uh, God. And dabbing. I don't know what he was doing, man. All I know that he was a dancing machine. <laughs> he was hey, doing something. It was. He was doing some sort hey, of they, crazy old man. They said that man. They said that man is worth one point four billion dollars. He can do anything in life he wants. Literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was dancing or you know he may have a heart attack or something. But... <laughs> he was trying, man. He had he a was. mix of prayer sampling in there with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They've been. He should have bust out with the baseball move. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was something up. Oh no! They keep showing that man over and over on the news. <laughs> they were like, yeah. they have a different. I caption. missed it. I gotta check it out. I oh, missed it. Check out our Twitter <laughs> site, man. I posted it on our Twitter. Okay, will do. <laughs> might, might do it during the phone call. <laughs> hey, did y'all, did y'all see the Brotherhood video I put out there? Did y'all watch that? No, I didn't get a chance to watch that. But I think I heard it a little bit of it, but you I didn't need to watch, watch it. it man. Need to watch that. Oh, did y'all see the uh, the last Falcon video? Did I send you? Mm-hmm. You know, remember the movie The Last Dragon? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> the last, well, some Falcons presents the Last Falcons. 
<laughs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm not active on Twitter like you guys, so uh, you might have to uh, text that stuff to me. Those links sometimes. <laughs> I did. I sent <laughs> y'all keep, keep me in the loop. I did. I sent y'all a link to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check I it out. I must have missed it then. Okay, I'll go back. I don't. I guess still got the message. I'll go back. I'll check it out. Check it out, and anybody else out there, check us out on Twitter and uh, on our YouTube page, and we have the Last Falcon video. What's a Falcon? Wait, wait. We have a YouTube page. Yeah. <laughs> We have a YouTube page. <laughs> oh, that's Ovi, man. <laughs> Caitlin didn't tell me that. Hello. Hey, hey, Ovi, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. Good. Oh, good, good. Good. Sound like the kids are in the bed. <laughs> man, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know if you got kids or how many, but this, it's no joke. It's no joke. It's, it's, hey, man. My wife, my, my, my wife used to, wife used to be on, uh, you know, helping more around the house and, it is doing wifely duties, but now she she ain't gone corporate on me. She ain't gone big dog on me. She she in the ivory tower up in New York life, doing life insurance <laughs> and stuff. So oh, she come nice. home. She come home talking about where my dinner at. <laughs> <laughs> I said okay, okay, I see. She said, I don't have my little TV and radio. You making some big buzz? All right. Oh man. Okay. So you still it sounds like you still running. You running around making dinner, you running around checking on the kids, you still running. Oh, man, I, I, I had to run away from him. Nothing hurt me. I'd go go upstairs to the, the, the side side room just so I can get some time alone. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> Hey, I heard a rumor, Ovi, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but you know how most people read the story to the kids, The Big Bad Wolf? I heard you read yeah. the story of The Big Bad Bobby Petrino, that monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I scare the kids every Once night. Once upon a time, there was a bad NFL coach. Who could do no wrong in college, who was really crappy in the league. <laughs> he lost oh, his main one. quarterback and had two pairs with Byron Leftwich. I read that terrible story every day. That is, yeah, oh, that's God. terrible. Man. That's good. That's good. Oh yeah, we put left. You need to really right. You need to right. Hey, 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 that's a, that's a good thing to start off with. Let's start off with uh, the night he left. I, I've heard so many different rumors. I heard he wrote you guys a letter and put it in your lockers. I heard this, that, and the other. Yeah. What happened that night when he left? I was actually, um, I was the first people who uh, had a statement on it. He was reaching my stuff and, and drawing stuff. I was on the radio. I was doing some of the the barnacles. And uh, it was a weekly show. And somebody is like, breaking news. We don't get breaking news. I'm like, all right, what is it? And they're like, your coach has quit. <laughs> so I'm like, no, he didn't. I was like, come on, man, stop playing. Like, like no, for real, you, you, your coach has quit. I'm like, coaches don't quit. Like, who does that? Don't. Coach don't say, you know what? Nah, I won't do this no more. I'm, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> and they, and they, they, they showed me the article. They showed me the little, you know, on ESPN, CNN, wow. everywhere. And I, I was like, dang. Either y'all wow. spend a whole lot of mo- money to make this an elaborate punking session, and Ashton Christian gonna pop up from nowhere, or my co- my coach is really a punk and just quit. I was. I'll try to register it, like, or, or you know, just kind of, you know, let it sink in while I was on the air. So I was right. like right. breathing hard and like, come on, wait, really? I was going <laughs> back and forth. It was crazy. Hey, Obi, they didn't put out uh, the Falcons didn't put out damage control. They didn't they didn't notify you guys first to to make sure you know uh, you no, just be quiet no, and I mean, don't I say guess, anything. And no, they, they did not because I guess it'd be hard to reach out to everybody. And I think that the Falcons were taken by surprise too. 
because when Arthur yeah. Blank spoke on it, he said that he, uh, you know, had just talked to Pacino the night before and was talking mm-hmm. about finding ways to finish strong and to, you know, bounce back next year. And so he he was yeah. hot too because he ended up coming to the um, to facility to address the players, just let us know that this is unacceptable. This is not the franchise about. This is not who we are. It's not our brand. Because you know, for some of the mm-hmm. free agents who are coming through. No one wants to come to an organization that they feel like they ain't got their stuff together. I know that with the Browns and some of these other terrible organizations out there, the reason they don't get top notch is because the ownership ain't got their their stuff together. And you know right. that it starts with the owner, it starts with the organization. Right. And people up top are, are, are clueless. Again, Browns. Uh, <laughs> and then you're not going to go nowhere. So he he made sure that. He, we are, he understood, we understood that this was abnormality, abnormality, and you know, Petrino, that's you know, it's going to be a footnote. We're going to do bigger and better things in the future. And he was right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that dude literally caught a plane and was on ESPN the next morning doing a press oh, conference was. from Arkansas, talking about chop suey or pig suey or whatever it is. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he, he, he was great. Like, like he had, he had been planning this. I feel like day one. I feel like from the first day he came to the office and said. Oh heck no! I can't do this. They say this ain't gonna work. <laughs> this ain't gonna work. You got to talk crazy to me, D'Angelo Hall, trying to fight my me and my brother. I got no one listening to me. I can't get no respect. People bumping into me in the, the hallways. Like, watch out, little dude. Uh, he, he's like, I gotta go back to college. <laughs> he, he he just got no respect. Right. He gave no respect. He yeah. he wasn't taken seriously because it, he he didn't believe the stuff that he was saying. Right. If you could have heard his mm. first press conference to the team or his first, uh, uh, you know. I know he's nervous for college coach, first time talking to NFL players, but at least fake it till you make it. Exactly. He was right. stu- was was stuttering and was uh, you know looking around. Right. I was looking at the floor, looking at the ceiling. I'm like, right here. <laughs> oh, man, oh, yeah. don't, don't waste my season. I'm trying to make hey, money. Man. I'm trying to win this game. Hey, OB. Like... <laughs> right, right. Hey, this is Q. Y'all did kind of pull the uh, pull the curtain over his head, though, when uh, he thought he was getting Mike Vick, and he ended up with, like, uh, who was it, Joey Harrington? <laughs> and Byron Leftwich, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, give you that. I'll, I'll give you that, but but people, it's, in, in, it's like an injury. Like, injuries happen to time quarterbacks all the time. Don't mean you quit. Right. I mean, look at Dallas. Right. That's, a, you know, a, a unique situation. But Tony Romo goes down, you're like, ah, oh, man, season's over. He got right. pulled yeah. together somehow, some way, but he – he wasn't even capable of pulling over, so I'd go all day on a Bobby Petrino uh, a bash session. But uh, he he, uh, he he's in a better place right now. He ain't in heaven, but he's back in college. He's in a better place. Yeah. He's doing yeah. good, and, uh, and we doing good, too. So everything happened for a reason. As long as he stayed off that motorcycle. As long as he stayed off that motorcycle, yeah. he'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, was, he was really. everywhere. Uber. Yeah. He yeah, was exactly. really. <laughs> He was really overwhelmed, man, when he came here. So he didn't know what he was getting into, you know, once yeah. he got here. So yeah. I think that everything just overwhelmed him. Yeah, a little, little side note. Um, after I retired from football, I got into, uh, you know, TV and radio and was, was even calling the football games. Called some mm-hmm. ACC games with Raycom and Fox Sports. Guess what college I was chosen to call my second game? Not Arkansas. It was Louisville. Oh. No, it was Louisville. Oh, and that's so what back it was back when Bobby was at Louisville, so I had a chance to uh, talk to Bobby, and um, he was a cool dude. I didn't know how he was going to, you know, accept me. I, I, I you know, I know how I feel about him, but right. at the end of the day, college that that's his area, that's his arena. He, he's a he's a guy down there, and they love him. And so you know what? Uh, I think he was more nervous than I was. We just shook hands, talked about the game, and 
He's playing. I think uh, the dude won the Heisman this year. Uh, he, he was uh, is his rookie year. Oh, and he was still trying to you know find himself, but yeah. Bobby helped him get get to uh, become a good player. So yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All jokes aside, you know, you know what Bobby did to us was crazy. Never seen anything like that before. But all jokes aside, that offense that he runs, he could run that. He could be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah, nah, some people are made to be head coaches, but they're made to be office coordinators. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Definitely agree with that, man. But Ovi, man, we want to thank you for joining our show, man. Um, we kind of already started while we were uh, waiting for you to finish finish up. But, um, yeah, man, we're, we're glad you, you took time to just talk to us. And, we, you know, we just want to get a little bit, talk to you a little bit more. And then we want to see your opinion, man, on the, on the game last Saturday, man, and what you think is going to happen uh, coming up against the, the Packers, man. Is that cool? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a cool. So let's just let's jump in. Let's jump into it. What do you think is going to happen with the Packers? Aaron Rodgers yesterday, at one point on the field, or two, a couple of times on the field, they looked at him. He was smiling and grinning. I mean, he looked like he was at a family barbecue and not at an NFL game. <laughs> I mean, that guy is so comfortable with what he d- does. It is almost scary, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh- Aaron is a man to be reckoned with. I, I told people that I'd rather go to Dallas for the Cowboys and hope that when these rookies mess up to play Aaron Rodgers, he he doesn't make mistakes when he doesn't want to make mistakes. In the playoffs, he, he turns it up at, at a level where maybe only Matt Ryan can can, can reach him this year. Right. The man's mm-hmm. athletic. It doesn't look athletic. The man has accuracy on his defaults. He can move in the pocket, throw throw mm-hmm. efficiently on the run. Everything you want of a quarterback, he can do. And right. he takes it a notch higher during the playoffs. Yeah. He has a yeah. type of, um, you know, air about that aura that he did when he won the Super Bowl, which is unfortunate because I was on the field the last time he came to Atlanta. Yep. He just by, by 40-something. I was 44. It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yep. and I, I, re- yeah. I remember that. I have nightmares about that. Like every <laughs> other day. Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's nightmares by Aaron Rodgers. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bad situation, but I think that we're a different team. And I think from what we've shown this season, regular season and the playoffs, because right. the right. Packers I know don't, don't beat teams like we beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. Usually squeak by. The Falcons of old usually find some way to mess things up, unfortunately. And how you, how you like how you like the sportsmanship of Dan Quinn when he uh, went on here and took the knee instead of punching another one in on his mentor? No, that, I mean, that, that was a, a good deal, and, and uh, it kind of shows who, who he is and who we are. It's, uh, it, it's a lot. You can tell a lot about team by how the coach acts. Usually right. the trickle-down effect. And so I think uh, just having that, uh, that, that classiness, it puts us yeah. in a different category. I'm loving that. I'm, I'm loving what Dan Quinn's doing. I'm loving that he's bringing that Seahawks of the South, you know, or the, the Red Hawks, the Falcons. Donna mm-hmm. calls the Red Hawks. Uh, uh, you know, but we're, we're Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks with red, the Red Birds, whatever you want to call them. Red, yeah, Red Birds, Red Hawks. I'm like, oh, it's win. But um, it's cool, man. I, I'm really excited about uh, what's going on at Excited to be part of part of it, uh, even as a as alumni. I, I, I live vicariously right. through my boys, uh, Patrick and Marco. We've become friends, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I talk to him at CMA events. I, I finally can confidently say that you know the, the fullback is back in Atlanta. We had <laughs> some some. We were talking. Just, we were talking about that before you came on. And is he? He had a great season last year. He touched the ball a lot. 
He's not touching the balls as much this season, and you touched the ball a hell of a lot. So, is he? Well, uh, you know, uh, compared, you know, compared to the, what we had before, you know, I ain't gonna name no names, mm-hmm. but uh, Brady Ewing, soccer play, Mike Cox, they good uh. guys, great people, <laughs> right. but are, uh, yeah. they 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 weren't quite at the the level uh, of you know people movers or, or, or road graders or, or pancake eaters. Yeah. They, they, they didn't make the thing happen like, right. you know, like I used to, but, but you know, Patrick DeMarco, he's not as big as me, yeah. not not as uh, uh, a physical, but he's effective. Right. And if you see yeah. Devontae Freeman when he runs, Patrick DeMarco, he's a smart guy, knows how to, where to put his hands. He has uh, surprising power for his size. And what I love he has that <laughs> what we uh, uh, you know give uh, all guys who work hard or his skin color that that lunch pale working right. like blue mm-hmm. collar type of attitude. <laughs> uh, he reminds but, uh, me he of Moose. That. Reminds me of Moose. Yeah, no, I, I love Moose. Moose was actually. Yeah, uh, I love Moose. Too. He was my last game, which was against. Um, it was preseason. Mm-hmm. Boy, it was with the St. Louis Rams. I was trying out for. Uh, for the Rams, I was in training camp, and it was a, the fourth preseason game. I don't know if it was the Colts or whatever, but I know Moose is calling it. Right. I saw him on the field. I told him, "Man, I think the, uh, the Rams gonna cut me. Man, my, my, my knees just not working. Falcons got rid of me. I think the Rams gonna let me go, but uh, I'm okay with it. You know, because it's been a mm-hmm. heck of a ride, man. I, I, I've watched your career, and I, I said I'd be happy just to get to 10 years. And this is 10 training camps. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna count that and roll up. He's like. Obi, I've watched your career. You've uh, you've been a heck of a fullback, man. It ain't nothing to, uh, to be ashamed of. You know, most people don't, don't play, but a couple of years, so you, you get ten mm-hmm. is good. Right. I said, man, I appreciate that. Coming from a guy who I used to watch on TV, block from my favorite tailback, you know, Emmett right. uh, Smith. I'm like, I appreciate that yeah. means a lot. But but Demarco reminds me of Moose in certain ways. So I think the fullback is back. I, I think that we we got a good one in him. And the thing about it, over is back when you was playing, man, the fullback was, you know, was one of the major backs, you know, to, 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 to be a part of that team. I mean, you know, as far as running the ball, but you know, Patrick Demarco is, you know, they're using him more like the the blocker type, you know, maybe a little screen pass here and there, but he's mostly used to open up these holes for these other two guys. But back when you was playing, it was more like. Like you said, you were more physical back. So, yeah, you know, back then you was getting the ball a lot. So the fullback was in a, in a major need back then, I think, than there yeah. are today. It know? was third, third and one. I had an um, offensive coordinator who understood what a good fullback could do for, for a team. And, and Mike Malarkey, man, I, I used to love to do, we used to talk about our, our first five plays. We script the first five plays at every game. And depending on the team, most of the times, he's like, we're going to run the ball. Matt will take care of his business, but right. we're going to win the game on the ground. And we got to set the tempo. And we're going to set the tempo on the first play. It's going to be a 42 ice, our fullback versus their linebacker, Ovi. We all going to watch you, and we're going to go as you're going to go. Go ahead and make a right. statement. And I, I love that. I used to just get yeah. on. I used to get hyped, get goosebumps on the inside and outside. <laughs> because I was like, all right, it, it's stage is mine. Right. I get a chance to to be the guy. Because whoever has the ball is the guy. That's just Matt. That's uh, Roddy White. That's right. Julio. That's Roddy. And, you know, every now and then I get a third one, uh, you know, a little slant pass, five yards, whatever, dump down. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but that first play, knowing that I can set the tone for the rest of the team, I'm trying to deplete people. I'm trying to get pancakes. I'm trying to embarrass somebody. I'm trying to you know, take take their soul, oh, yeah. their life, they make their mamas cry. Yeah, I hear that. I hear yeah. that. And I love that. 
this is the question I got for you. Was there any defenses where you wish you could have called in sick with the flu? <laughs> um, there, there, there were defenses more challenging, but it, it was just the mindset. I really felt like everyone else should be calling in sick for the flu. <laughs> I, I just, you know, you I feel like I, I was a man amongst boys, and you know, even, I, I relished the, the opportunity to go up against the Ravens every time I was with the Falcons because them going down there when it was, you know, Ray Lewis. He used to, you know, man, he used to knock me around so much our rookie year. In my second year, too, my third year, I finally started to, you know, get better. My fourth year, I was going toe-to-toe with him, and right. he was talking trash. He had he had to respect me. He had to, you know, acknowledge that, yeah, you, you, you're all right, my Haley. And so but I, I never went all out those boys. I, I couldn't go all out because we're on the same team. Right. So coming right. to Atlanta, I get a chance to go up against Terrell Suggs and and Ray and, and Hartwell back in the day, and they had Bart Scott. It, you know, all right. the boy, it, it was something that I looked forward to, but I also knew it was going to be a lot of a ice tub time afterwards because they, <laughs> they they just came with it. Right, they just came with it. Let's talk about some elephants in the room for a second. First Uh-oh. elephant in the room we got to talk about is uh, obviously the first elephant in the room we got to talk about is Michael Vick. What, I mean, how did you feel about the whole Michael Vick thing? I mean, were you blindsided by it? Did you think to yourself? Because we had uh, Big Chuck Smith on the on, on the call, and Chuck Smith said, you know, you know, I, I never believed in Mike Vick. For the, for the, I mean, basically summing up his statement, he said, I didn't believe in Mike Vick. He was late on his throws. He was the last guy to practice, first guy to leave. And he said, you know, I'm not surprised Mike Vick's life ended the way it did as far as it as far as being a Falcon. What are your thoughts Chuck, on playing with Mike Vick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a radio show with Chuck Smith a little bit. He's, uh, he'll, he'll say what he thinks. He's opinionated. I'll him. But um, uh, oh, yeah. I, I got two. I got, I got two months with Mike. Um, right. I came okay. down here to to play with uh, the Falcons. I came down here to especially play with Mike Vick because when I was in Baltimore, all, all you can see on every highlight on ESPN, Sports Center, all, all the things was, was Mike Vick highlights. And I do that. You know, a dynamic quarterback. He can uh, run. He can throw. Uh, he can. Is uh, excited to watch all, all those things. But I also knew that playing with him will give me a chance to, to go to a Super Bowl. So we ever uh, we ever not... read about him? Read about him at any point? Because Chuck said there was points in this in this playing time with Mike that he said I was worried about Mike. He said I, I could tell Mike was not making making t- throws on time. I could tell that Mike might be smoking some weed, doing something he shouldn't be doing. And, and you don't have to go into all that. I'm not asking you to go into all that, but I'm just saying, was there any at point where we, with playing with Mike, were you worried about that Mike may not be 100% focused on well, I, winning games? Yeah, I didn't have enough time to know Mike to do that because I, I only knew Mike for two months during minicamp in 2007. And before okay. training camp even started, that's when the whole dog thing broke that broke out. And then right, it was, right. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was hell on earth. Uh, we had uh, uh, helicopters flying over practice, and we had uh, you know media blocking the way to get to practice. And it, it was it was absolutely crazy because things were so stable in Baltimore. We had you know Jonathan Ogden and Ed Reed, of course Ray. Mm-hmm. We just had so many vets, and things things right. were uh, you know. How but, but but yeah, but the circus that came to town when my bike big stuff happened, and not to mention we, we live in the same neighborhood. Because uh, I was like, Where you live, man? I'm gonna live where you live. And I wanted to connect with the quarterback, right? And so we lived in the same neighborhood uh, up in yeah. Duluth, and, and it was uh, it, it was just chaos. It was chaos when I came to the house around the neighborhood, it was chaos when I went to practice, it was just chaos mm. everywhere. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind. 
what did I get into? Because I had the option to go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and go to the uh, New York Giants, which I mean, I'd have yeah. a Super Bowl ring, but my whole life would be different. Wouldn't have been Hawaii, wouldn't have my child. But, but you know, I'm happy with what happened. But right. at the time, I was like, maybe if I called the Giants right now, I could, you know, <laughs> say, hey, man, I'll just play. I didn't really sign that contract with AJ, man. I, I, right. I about, so I, I thought about that, but it, my agent was like, nah, you stuck in Atlanta. You got to stay here. Then you know came Joey Harrington, then came Byron Leftwich, and again great guys, but but obviously they they weren't on the tier of Michael Vick, and no. and they uh, they they meant well, they tried to uh, you know play the part, but we we lost game after game, right. after game after game after game after game, and after game after room. game after game, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I got a lot of I got a lot of flack for that. People right. were blaming the fullback because. I, you know, on some level, I hear them. I don't agree with them. I hear them. Right. It's like, who goes and pays a fullback $18 million? Who goes and makes the fullback the largest free acquisition of the offseason? We couldn't get a defensive end. Listen, we couldn't get a was, tight end. We, yeah. we couldn't get a DB. Yeah. We couldn't get a linebacker. Y'all, y'all fools going to get a fullback and, and expect the fan base to be all giggly and excited and oh that was on the Super Bowl. We got a fullback. I mean I get it. But they didn't know was that, they didn't know what type who's, of fullback who's the general was. manager. Who's the general manager at that point? Was that Decay? Rich Decay? Who uh, no, was this, the... this is before Thomas Mitchell. I think it was uh, Rich McKay or uh, Okay, that's uh, what I thought McKay. it too. Rich McKay. That's what I said. Yeah, Rich McKay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 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 Rich is my dude. Every time I see Rich I give him a little pal. I say, Hey what's up brother? <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the light. Yeah. Yeah, changed my life, man. That's my boy. I, I got Sam Richard, uh, Christmas present. You know it's not Christmas. Let me ask you another question. How, how much time did you get to spend around work done, or did you guys miss each other? No, no, I, I about the year for work done. You blocked for, it, well, I thought, one season at least. One season, but but okay. in, in all the confusion and all the, uh, you know, losing, you know, there was just chaos. And the, the offense was chaos. Yeah. The defense chaos. Team was chaos. And the running back meet room was chaos. You know, he was ornery. I was ornery. You know, we, we didn't really see eye to eye a lot of times. It was, it was like a darn program uh, right. where, you know, what you doing, man? You missed the block. No, you didn't go the right way. You didn't go the right way. And so, like, <laughs> we'd be arguing on the field. It was such, I mean, from top to bottom, it was, uh, you know, wow. just crap, a crap show. So Now, I've heard, uh, I've heard this many a times. And I want to know if it's true. I heard that the reason that we fell apart as much as we did wasn't as much as Bobby Petrino as it was Jim Mora. People were best yeah. friends with Jim Mora. He was riding around in D'Angelo Hall's Lamborghini or whatever. <clears throat> he was best friends with the players, and the players just had a different attitude towards yeah. the coach. And that, yeah, and that made that made it hard for Bobby, Bobby Petrino to come in because they were used to Jim Mora, who was hanging out, riding their cars, and, and laughing and giggling and high-fiving. Well, you probably you're probably right. I, I I didn't get to play him anymore, so I, I don't know uh, how he was. But I've heard those same rumors right. <laughs> inside okay. the locker room okay. uh, regarding how. Why well, I knew not even the rumor. Everyone know, knew how close he was to the players, and I can I can tell you from firsthand experience. Bobby Petrino was not that. He he, he was not a, a players coach. He was not a a people person. Again, great coach. <laughs> I heard college. Bobby Petrino said, "You guys can't talk on the plane unless he says you can talk." Yeah, no, we can't talk on the plane. We couldn't talk in the uh, uh, the, the uh, lunch room before games. Like before games, that work with grown men. You guys are grown. I know. Men. I'm saying that sounds sound more like Tell a house routine. 
Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> he says, it, don't it talk to you guys say, okay? Or, I mean, how does that work? It, no, it, it didn't work, but this fool was trying to find people for talking. What? He had a... Oh. He, had, he had a... Yeah, yeah. He had a... He had a with a pen and a pad that went around, and if you were talking and not focusing on the game, you get shush and you get fined. And so guys was like, all right, this is crazy. And, and Algie Crumpler, poor Algie, he was, uh, you know, our veteran leader. And yeah. so we, we, everyone's complaining to Algie, like, yo, fix your boy. Yo, he talks to you. Yeah. Yo, do something with your kid. Like, we we ain't we ain't doing this. Right. And, 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 and the, the, the biggest, I think, you know, because uh, Lacey Jamore is part of it, but the biggest, uh, you know, just F you, Bobby guy was uh, D'Angelo Hall and, it, it was comical at times. I, I loved it, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, he almost got into a fight with um, Bobby Petrino's. Uh, because I heard he was Jim Mora's best friend, though. But yeah, I go. I, yeah. yeah I heard oh, the the way D'Angelo talked to Bobby right. was something that should have been on hard knocks because I, I've never it's seen it before. I, I didn't. I didn't know it was okay, but not not in private. In meeting rooms, in in, in meeting rooms, and like, everyone's there. And I, Bobby said something crazy. He was like, man, what you talking about, man? Or he just, <laughs> it, it, it was something to where I was like, wow. Is this how they do it in Atlanta? Because all, all coming, I do is Baltimore. It's all coming together now. See, like, I see how it, the team probably ran him off more than anything. He was saying what we wanted to say. Roddy would talk crazy to, to O'Mail, to, uh, to the wide receiver coach, to him. It was everybody because when you don't have yeah. respect, some, some people, you know, if they feel respected, they're going to disrespect you. Some people did it, you know, inside or just passively. Some them vocal. Right. You know, and, and so D kind of said what a lot of people want, wanted to say, and it was it was comical at times. It was very really comical. We had cameras there, raised people the roof. <laughs> well, Ovi, I have a question for you, man. Now I know you got there, you know, maybe a year before Matt Ryan did, but uh, before he was drafted. Uh, but how long did it take for you, man, to realize that uh, he was a franchise uh, quarterback? Uh, first throw. Oh, wow. First throw, first touchdown. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jenkins, preseason? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, no, I, I was like, I don't know if it was preseason or regular season. I'm not sure. His preseason uh, but, uh, game, his first throw was. I think, was, I think it was a regular throw, season. No, no, no. His first throw was a preseason game, touchdown to Michael Jenkins in the preseason mm. game. I think it was actually the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Okay, yeah. I, I just remember him being good off the bat. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, was, I was impressed at what he did uh, during um, – during, during his time in practice, but I'm like, all right, cool, cool, but ain't nobody gonna take his head off. Ain't nobody gonna come at him hard. What's he gonna do yeah. when the bulls start flying? Is he gonna, you know, you know, start going into his shell because he, he wasn't a big dude. He's not, not a big dude now, but he was, his rookie year was really, uh, you know, a lot skinnier, a little more frail, didn't have as much muscle mass. He came straight out of college, so I'm trying to figure out if he takes a hit, is he gonna just break in half? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope he has a break in half. I really hope he has a break in half because he's a good quarterback. Oh, yeah. I think well, he, yeah. I, he, so how did the team accept him after Michael Vick? Um, a, a lot of people didn't want to give him a chance. Right. A lot of people uh, thought that, um, you know, Matt Ryan was going to be uh, somebody who it's going to be a stopgap until we actually found somebody who can give us a warning. I thought he was going to be Joy Harrington part two. Yeah, yeah, people thought that that was going to be Joey Harrington. So they had a very low expectation because they drafted him so high. Right. Like, all right, right. well, shoot, you, you 
you better perform. Now, this is not one of those Aaron Rodgers things. You sit around, you wait for a while, and, and then you're good. No, you want him to be good right now. And uh, when the right. guy in uh, Baltimore, Flacco, started having success, you're like, all right, Matt, you need to have success too. And then, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was one of those, all right, if he can do it, you should be able to do it as well. Right. Wow, wow. That leads into my next question. But I, got, <laughs> I, I got two. I got two questions for you, but this is the one question we always talk about the most on this show. Matt Ryan uh, and, uh, and Joe Flacco both came out of the same draft. And I, I, I always tell people, I said it, until this season, actually, <laughs> but going at, go, before this season, I always, I always say, you know, would you rethink it and who would you take? Would you, should they have taken uh, Flacco or should they have taken uh, uh, Matt Ryan? But at the same time, Bobby Petrino was your head coach, and there was a lot of talk that we might draft that quarterback that he had out of Louisville at the time that was coming into the draft at the same time as those guys. And I always said, you know, I would have taken Joey Harrington. I know Bobby Petrino probably wanted to take his guy. And I can't even think of his name anymore because he's, he's he's so far gone. I think he sells insurance right now. And uh, but and and then and then it was Matt, Chris, Chris Redmond. Who was it? Chris Redmond? No, not wasn't Chris Redmond. Chris Redmond played with him previous, and that and that's how Chris Redmond ended up on the Falcons. But no, there was a there was a guy that entered the draft. He was a rookie the same year as Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, and he was the Louisville. He was a Louisville quarterback that came into the draft, hmm. and everybody thought, oh. Bobby Petrino is going to take his his quarterback, and but surprisingly he didn't. He, they you know they went with the uh, they went with Matt Ryan or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people thought we were going to take. But was it was it Petrino or Mike Smith no, that yeah. got Matt Ryan? I think it was Mike Smith when I he got Matt remember, Ryan. I think it was Matt Ryan, but people thought the draft the draft that Bobby Petrino was here. Everybody thought that he was going to take his quarterback. Yeah. His quarterback. Now now he did bring in Chris Redman, who was out of the league, selling insurance. And then Bobby Petrino came into the league and gave him a job, and at, with the Falcons. But there was another quarterback in the in the league that year. And if Hoop was on the phone right now, he would tell you exactly who it was. But he, came, yeah. he was a Louisville guy that came out the same year. But I can't think of his name. But anyways, what were your question, man? <laughs> I'm not even worried about that question anymore. I'm going to go to my next question. I'm going to go to my next question because that question doesn't matter anymore. Because I can't even I can't even think of his name. I can't even think of his name, so it doesn't even matter anymore. Let me, go to, let me go to this question. Let me go to this question. And I don't know how much contact you've had with him throughout the years, but wh- what do you think about the situation with your boy Jamal Anderson, the original Dirty Bird? Stop and, it! And if you don't oh, want to talk stop. about it, if you don't want to talk about it. We'll just say <laughs> move on. Man, yo, yo, see, Jamal Anderson is somebody who, as a as a, as a running back, I'm thinking that you know he runs this city because he, he he's a dirty bird. He got the damn. And he did. Thing. He did run the you city know, for a while. <laughs> as, as far as far as brand goes, as far as you know, cachet, he can go far because people love him. So I, I, I'm not sure what he did right after he played ball or what he was you know, trying to do with what TV, radio, or sales, or you know, and finance. But he, the world was his oyster. Any CEO yeah. in one of them suites who paid money to watch him year after yep. year and watch him go Super Run will hire him, and he ain't got to do nothing. You know, or hire him and, and just let him just sit there and collect the check and do, you know, just right. shake hands, kiss back. So the fact that he wants to put that in jeopardy by doing dumb stuff, I, I really feel like, you know, after all the concussions I've had and watch the movie Concussion and talk to other guys, right. something's mm-hmm. not quite right with him, man. Hey everybody, this is Rock, and uh, that was part one of our great interview with Ovi McHaley. So uh, come back later this week and hear part two 
and hear what else Ovi has to say and the great insight that he gives us here at the What's Up Falcons podcast. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com. What's up, everybody? This is Rock at the What's Up Falcons podcast, and uh, I'm here to talk to you, man, about the boatload of money you can make this week by betting on my bookie. You know who's going to win the game, right? Well, it's time to put your money where your mouth is, man. Get some money on the game and win big today. Join thousands of online players and start betting at my bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way over to my bookie. You win, they pay. Man, you're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They also have in-game live betting so you can even place a bet after kickoff. And unlike other websites you might find, my bookie offers fast, no hassle payments when you win. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with a hundred percent bonus. But check this out, y'all. If you do it, use promo code What's Up Falcons, all one word, to activate the offer. Man, visit my bookie today or call 844-900-BETS. That's 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, and you get paid. Expert or rookie, you gotta check out my bookie. Sign up today.